Yo, this is Cal and KO brought to you by Anchor. We always appreciate you for finding us. KO is in the building. It's a magnificent Monday we are having right now. We are talking NFL football. We are talking rule changes, safety issues, brain treatments, the games, I guess, and whatever else comes to mind. Thank you for joining us. Let's go. Cordless Mics brought to you by Kalea. She reminds you that uh, you always need I, them. Yep, this is Cal and KO brought to you by Anchor. We'll just go ahead and get the that official stuff out of the way. We've got the kids doing push-ups on the ground. And tell I want to hear more about your um, the treatment you just came from. Yeah, so the Brain Treatment Center in San Diego, uh, they have this uh, Tesla magnet that they put on your uh, frontal uh, lobe of your brain. And it actually uh, uses magnetic waves to... Uh, Realign your uh, brain waves, so the alpha waves, delta waves, beta waves, theta waves. Um, you want to have the majority alpha waves. So this uh, sets at a frequency where it gets all your uh, alpha waves stimulated and going in the right way. So there's congruency. In my EEG, the guy was saying that he's not ever seen an EEG like that where there's just tons of, of alpha waves, but they're going every which way. So that's years and years of football, of concussions, and uh, banging the head that has jarred my brain waves to go in different ways but he's like normally people just don't even have these these uh normally people just don't even have these uh brain waves but uh that would be choked on um he was saying that uh my my waves are there they need to be realigned so i've been doing a treatment and uh actually it's been feeling pretty good i've had a lot of brain excitement so i felt the uh the level of energy in my brain go up kind of like you know when you're on a, a ton of coffee but um that's been amazing. I've been uh, figuring out ways of how I'm learning, and uh, I, I know how I learn now so I can improve it, so I can work on it when I'm doing these treatments as well. So uh, the guy who's uh, doing my treatments, he's been teaching me how to play the ukulele. I've been picking up oh, on it real cool. fast. He shows me a pattern on how to play on the string. He showed me the chords, and then he showed me a pattern on how to play them. And then literally just I memorized it right there and just started playing it. And it was, it was pretty trippy. I didn't even know I could do it that, like that fast. But yeah, the brain treatments are, are really good. A lot of uh, a lot of their clients are uh, autistic kids and uh, um, military veterans, people that've been through traumatic brain injury. And I, I'm their first um, football guy, so uh, they actually gave me a discount for doing it, which I appreciate. But uh, they, they want to uh, be able to study and see the improvements on it and if it affects concussions, because that's a whole other ball game for them. If they can use my study to demonstrate to the NFL that look, he's guy played 12 years, he's been playing since he was 12 years old. I'm going to reverse all the effects of all the uh, concussions and get his brain back to where he played before, uh, where he was at before he started playing football. And that's possible? Yeah. Yeah, with, with magnetic, with, with electromagnetic fields, you can uh, manipulate the brain waves in order to get them moving in the way you want them to go and at the frequency you want them to go. Wow. That's the, uh, the technology yeah. in, in medicine and in the treatment that they're able to do now is, is crazy. Um, but if they're able to do that for people, that's that's a good look for the NFL. Yeah. If, if the if the if the if the treatment is out there to in some way repair retired athletes and football players and to get in their brain right to where they're not having these problems, right? Because they're not able to test for CTE until after the person's dead. Yeah. Um. So if they can do that, that's amazing. That there's hope for for the players first and foremost and then military vets and and all of and anybody else that has serious 
issues with the brain. They're getting a lot within, of leeway with but uh, them for the sport. They're getting a lot of leeway with kids with uh, autism as well. So uh, being able to manipulate the brain waves is huge because you can see the actual uh, brain in the EEG, the, the patterns of where it's at, the uh, activity and, and how your brain functions. And you can get an EEG, then you can get uh, treatments, and you can go and get more e another EEG, and you can see the difference in your, your brain activity, brain function, brain waves. And uh, it might seem like it might seem like it's a um, experimental research, or experimental uh, technology, and there's not enough research done on it. But I mean, you could actually see the proof in the pudding if you're looking at EEG and you see a difference in the brain mapping, and it's being changed by these treatments. I mean, that's just even if you were to say, okay, maybe it's just the placebo because you're getting treatments, and then now you assume that you're getting better, so you start to think you're better, and then you become better. So even if that's the case, then go do a placebo then so you can get your brain working better. Or however it works, it, it, it works. And they have results and they've had data that they've been studying for about uh, two years now. And uh, I mean, that's, that's huge. If they can really get that to where they're using my information and they can demonstrate to the NFL that this works, that's, that changes the whole ballgame. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I've already said before, I, I think it, it's the NFL needs something like this to keep the game going. Because I, I feel that they're only they're a couple generations away from from being a non-factor in this sports game. They haven't been able to expand uh, globally. We're American football. We're not football. The real football is starting to grow in the United States, and just the the, the health issues. I mean, there are a lot of they got they have they have some they have to have something go in their favor to keep this going. Because they're they're still big brother right now running the sports game, but. The credibility, the health issues, so on and so forth. The not get, you know, we've already talked about this. They need this to give the sport some hope moving forward. Because most people are gonna go back and play flag football. I'm just saying. <laughs> what were you gonna say? I'm just say that. I'm saying <laughs> flag football is about to take off worldwide. Hell yeah! But the reason why <laughs> all the fat people are in America. <laughs> You have no linemen in India. There's no linemen. There's no linemen in in Africa. Man, you can't have real football in these other countries. There's no Europeans that are 300 pounds. No, I no, agree. it's not gonna happen. Uh, all the big people are from Samoa, from Samoa, and they're all American. They're all here. They're all they're here already with playing. Us. They're already playing. <laughs> so you're saying football has a chance? Football only has a chance as flag football or rugby because. The, this other other countries do not have large people like Americans do. We are the largest country on the planet, by by physical stature. I mean, yeah, yeah. So unless you get some thinner linemen and change the rules of how linemen can be active in the uh, offense and defense, then that would probably make a difference. But you know, like back in old school, when everybody goes out for a pass. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they could do that where they. I mean, even I take the helmets off. Yeah, take the, the helmets add for protection leather. and as a weapon. Go back to the go leathers. back to the leather. If you don't got that face, you're not gonna leave with your head if you don't have that protection on your head. I'm a huge advocate of going back to leather helmets. I've been saying that for the last couple of years. I was like, if you go back to leathers, you can see my pretty face. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They're more recognizable in the public. You, you get, get more, more marketability. Yeah, yeah, you get more commercials. And also, you get less head-on-head -head banging, and they're a little more cautious in how they hit. Because I remember when I was playing in, in, in Sand Sandlot. You know, I was I was kind of cautious to on my head at sometimes. Sometimes I wasn't, you know, just when you're raged up and want to fight. There you go. Sometimes you gotta you gotta have a teacher. That's all you need. Sometimes the teacher yep. to learn how to do things. Yeah. They're doing like bear crawls. Yep. Steady sizes. <laughs> trying to do it. <laughs> uh, 
This commercial break brought to you by kids. Always doing something intriguing when you're not looking. And then when you look, they stop and look at you like, why are you watching me? <laughs> Cal and KO brought to you by Anchor. Please explain the overtraining again. Uh, overspeed is um, yeah. your your muscles uh, have muscle memory. So their brain can only tell your muscles how fast to go based off of prior knowledge. So when you train, you go 100%. So you're going to run as fast as you can. So literally that's as fast as you can. So overspeed, there's a cord that hooks up to a belt on your on your waist that it pulls you forward. So uh, the trainer is pulling the cord through a, a pulley system that creates a mechanical advantage to pull you faster than he's pulling than he's running. So what it does is it causes you to run at a speed a speed that your body's not used to, a faster speed that your body's not used to. And in essence, it's training your body to remember that that gait, that speed, that frequency, and to to start running at that speed. It's a simple concept, but it, it yeah. actually works. Okay, I'm, a lot, a lot of uh, Olympic athletes use that to uh, train, like for, uh, like your track stars, yes. like where they're running straightaways, long yes. distance. Okay, yeah. Because I was gonna, I was asking, my question was gonna be, how much does that really translate for you as a football player? Like, I mean, oh, acceleration. I, so off the line, acceleration, uh, explosion, right here, right, boom, right there, boom, you're gone. Breakaway speed, busting through a hole and, and going. There's other things you can train, like. Um, you train maximum velocity cutting, which a lot of people don't know about. So uh, Pete Bonrito was one of my trainers down in uh, in uh, Miami, Florida. He taught this a lot, where these co- cones are set up at, at different uh, lengths on the field. You're running full speed, and he'll say left or right, and there's two cones. On, on, there's two cones on each side, left and right, and then there's no, another set of two cones uh, further back. So he'll say left, right. So. You, you got to go, you got to cut towards that. So you go left, and then you go to the right cone. Right, left. So you go to the right cone, then to the left cone. Right, right. So you go to the right cone, up, and then go to the right cone again. But you're breaking full speed when he's saying these these t- turns. So you don't know which way he's going to say until you get to the cone. So he'll wait. So right as you get up to the cone, then he'll say left or right. And you get to the cone, he says left. So you're running full speed. When he says left, you got to go. So plant one foot and go. So instead of taking a couple steps to uh, to plant your um, plant yourself to change direction, you actually use one step to change your direction, and you never break uh, your speed. It's amazing, but think think of it to equivalent to um, LT's jump cut, to yeah. Barry Sanders lateral cut, where they're running full speed, and all of a sudden, boom, they're other gone. direction, they're gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what that's you train for. Okay, and I you actually have to train for that. I can see that some of the, and this is me just hearing about it from an outsider some of the training that i hear that athletes are doing are more for to look good on the attributes their their combine shit like their oh yeah their 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 40 time things of like that and getting themselves from a four five to a four three and i wonder we've talked to, i remember in private we've been with some of your old teammates in the past and they were commenting on how like that four three versus the four five doesn't make that big of a difference in in the game because there's it's all the other stuff. It's not just a straightaway. You application gotta, of that speed, right? Um, so when I hear when I heard you saying the the, the pulling, um, I was wondering about that one. But then I get the the, the shuttle, like the the shuffle and, and the being able to shift and, and move and, and all that. Um, yeah, the the four five versus the four three, those are are good numbers to have. But four five versus four three doesn't really make a difference if you have the four five guy who's got a hundred catches this season versus the four three guy who's got forty two catches. Pretty sure the guy that's four five is going to get more balls because he's been more productive. 
So, I mean, there's other numbers that factor into why those numbers are, are important. In and of themselves, they're not really that important unless you're getting drafted. That just gets you in the door. Once you're in the door, those all those numbers, attributes are just used to describe you, you know, for, for B-roll, for, for, you know, commentary, for the commentators to say something about you while you're playing the game. But, I mean, I had a terrible uh, combine 40, and I didn't run that good. I trained wrong for that 40 and didn't do well, and it, it caused me to not get drafted. But once I got on a team and started playing, I mean, you covering a punt, I was the first one down there all the time. Yeah. How is it that I ran a, a, a slow 40 at the combine, but I'm beating guys that are 4-3, 4-4, Two of them on me because their corners are blocking me on the outside at, um, at Gunner. How am I beating two of these guys down there? And I'm supposed to be that much slower than them. Yeah. So that's where it starts to show on tape that, like, oh, it might have bad 40 time, but that guy's still faster than everybody else. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, it's just particular. It's things that just, that's what helps you get drafted. It helps with the politics side of it. But then, yeah, but then it hurts you on the politics side. Yeah. Because of hurt. the fact that you you ran your you, you ran your forty yard dash in a month and a half, yeah. so um, they basically used that against you. Yeah. Even though the game tape and everything else showed otherwise, they used it against you to hold you they back. They used it so to have keep, to pay you to to keep drafting other people that had the better yeah. attributes. Yeah. And maybe didn't have the game skill, the game the gameplay that you did, but they used those numbers against you. Um, but yeah, that, you know that always sucked because once you got drafted, I was always like, "Fuck yeah, I'm playing, I'm playing Madden." I'm like, "I'm gonna go get the homie KO, put him on the team, get yep. you over to the Niners." This is when you got, this is when you first got on the game. I was already put putting out into the universe <laughs> that you were gonna be on the Niners. So then I'm like, "Dog, why they got him at like a 61 speed?" Like the trainers get out on the field. And pick up the injured players and off the field faster than they had you running on that damn video game. So I, I talked to John Madden one time. Uh, we were at a game, a Monday Night Football game. When I went up to him, I was like, hey, man, how is it that I made all, the all-Madden team? I'm an all-pro, and my speed is still horrible on the video game. He's Horse like, oh, shit. I don't have anything to do about that, but you know what? I'm going to start making a stink about it to make sure. And, and sure enough, him, Al Michaels, uh, they started to comment more about the speed I had and the tenacity and the, the guys like that is the guys you want on your team. It was just funny because <laughs> I remember uh, the next time I saw him after that, he's like, hey, I don't know if I directly influenced it, but I'm pretty sure your speed is different. And sure enough, when I when I was on Jacksonville, my speed was way different. Yeah, your speed got up there. Yeah. yeah. It was good. I could actually use you as a slot receiver. Oh, yeah. And I have to change the shit around to, like, go – they, they got him at like a 70 speed, but I know he's like an 80. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I got to go change his stats. I didn't have to do that when you got to J-Bill. I was telling that. I was like, how is it that I'm in three Pro Bowls, I'm all pro and all Madden, but I'm still at a 61 speed? So you can't be that. So that's making your 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 judgment bad. I turn it on. I'm like, man, how, how is it that I'm on this team and then I'm – come on, man. You know, either you're messed up or the game's messed up. And I'm pretty sure you don't want to admit that you're messed up and your judgment. <laughs> Boom! He's on his back. <laughs> Boom! Um, this so episode yeah. brought to you by Tenactin. It's Boom! Tough Acton. Acton, Tenactin. And the Turduncan. Ooh, you the Turduncan, yes. Yeah. Shout out to John Madden. Shout out to Pat Summerall, too. Yeah. It, you know, there was one time Pat Summerall said some shit, and I, I, I was listening to, you know, this is when they got old. They were getting older. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, okay, they've done too much. They've, they've clocked out. And I heard... One of them old dudes say, well, if I was the defense, I would be expecting either a run or a pass. 
Well, thank you, Captain Obvious. I mean, <laughs> is there is there a third option that we don't know about? Yes. Do we get to start betting on offsides? <laughs> a delay of game. <laughs> hey, there's a third option that uh, actually getting into football, transitioning. Yes. Uh, Philip Rivers showed the third option, which is a flea flicker. So there's mm. a, run, a run and pass combined into one play. Which, you know, characteristically, that play is not a high percentage play, but uh, they made it look easy on Sunday. Shout yeah. out to Philip Rivers. Shout out to Philip Rivers. Shout out to the Breaking Chargers. records. Philip Rivers is having an outstanding year. In spite of the late start for the team, I think that uh, Philip Rivers is more like a Matthew Stafford than Matthew Stafford's Matthew Stafford. That makes sense. Absolutely, it does make sense. And I stand corrected. I have to, while you're here, I was wrong. Matthew Stafford is not going to win the MVP this year. You remember I said that at yeah. the beginning of the season? Stafford's no, that ain't going I said Aaron Rodgers, and he got hurt. So Yeah, um, and we'll get into injuries. For sure we're getting into injuries because that shit's crazy. But, man, going on to the Chargers, yeah, they're – Tied for first in the AFC West now. Started out 0-4. And the only other time a team has started out 0-4 and made the playoffs was the Chargers. I was on that team. Yeah, you know. You're eight, eight. <laughs> so, they were mad at us. <laughs> like, this is going to be great. You know, yeah. like they've got all the momentum. And one thing I've always, I, even now more so than before, like when you were on the Chargers, he had the weapons around him. And then sometimes yeah. didn't produce. And now yeah. he's got less weapons and he's still finding a way to produce. Like, I watch Phillip play now and I'm just like, he throws these dudes open. Yes. Like, that ball is gone and they haven't even hit the bend on their post. You know what I mean? And that ball is already waiting for him. So you got to understand this, though. There was a slump for Phillip because Phillip had to readjust his mindset of who he was throwing the ball to. You had a lot of freedom when you're getting in there as a young quarterback and you got Vince Jackson, Malcolm Floyd, Antonio Gates, uh, LT, uh, Darren Sproles, Michael Turner, all these guys coming out of the box that can come out there and make stuff happen. Yeah. I would get in there occasionally and do a little thing here and there. Not I'm saying like I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm tooting my own horn. I get in there and I make shit happen. Um, but um, I was more of a Doug Flutie, Drew Brees era. Um, but no, I mean, so I'm saying like, you know, Vince Jackson, that guy's a beast. He throw the ball up in the air. It could be two hours early, and he'll get it there on time. Mm-hmm. He's, he's going to be there. So Philip had that that luxury to be able to trust his receivers more. And I'm not saying that the receivers he have now are, are less of receivers. They're they're phenomenal athletes. But when you have six five guys, three of them over there you know, ready to jump up for a ball, it made it easy for Philip. But Philip had to readjust his mindset, you know, with the new weapons he has. And it took a little time to get it uh, get it right. But now he's in. I think he's in stride with it. I think he, the reason why they're doing well is because of what you said. His ability to change his throw to compensate for what he used to have to what he has now yeah like now he's i feel like he's doing the i remember you guys again in private some of the some of your teammates would um make jokes about if your number wasn't 85 he was automatically gonna check down and hit number 21 out the backfield just because he had happy feet and maybe wasn't going through all of his progressions that was something that i that used to be brought up in the past so it'd be like yeah. 85, <laughs> no, 21, check down. Not saying he didn't study the game tape before, but my like now he he knows he knows what the defense is doing and where the receiver should be. And if the receiver doesn't get there, then that's on the receiver. As opposed to just searching for 85. Like like he's got Keenan Allen now and he's looking at Keenan Allen every play like he used to look at at uh did you at see Gates. Did, did but you, damn, they're balling. Did you see Ben Rothsberger last night when he uh, get a hard count to get, to get them to show the blitz and then audible to a play and do the touchdown? Yeah. That right there is good quarterbacking. That's the thing. That's the times where you see 
a quarterback who is just seasoned. Something like that is what makes you excited to watch football. That game last night was very exciting. Back and forth, two great quarterbacks, two great defenses, tons of, of catches and plays. I think it was just fun. I like, that, I like that running back from Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's nice. Yeah, he's decent. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it's a good game. And they always ball when it, when it comes to playing each other. This one right here, this break, Cal and KO Show brought to you by Anchor and Glow Toilet. Some a, a, a new one that a new uh, sponsor to the show. It is a light sensor that you put on your toilet that gives you light. So for all you ladies that have men that have a problem aiming in the toilet when they go take that middle of the night pee, hey, you go ahead and get that night light on your toilet. <laughs> pee pee in the darkness. This is Cal and KO brought to you by Anchor. We always appreciate you for finding us. We're going to do our best to finish up talking about NFL week, I don't know, 13 or 14. I'm losing track of what week we're on because I got a baby crying in the background. So it, this could just end up being the Cal show until Kalea decides that she wants to let Daddy KO get back into the into the conversation. But some things that stood out. About this week um, A lot of heavy hits Some more dirty foul play On on um, some teams And players And we're going to talk injuries man Carson Wentz out for the year Torn ACL Diving into the end zone on a touchdown Philadelphia is the number one seed In the league And now this KO has grabbed the mic What do you got to say fam People don't prepare their backups for this type of uh, situation, but that's the uh, whole idea of the game is to be prepared. You fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. You got, we're going to see, because it happened in Green Bay, where Hundley wasn't exactly ready and they had a little you know, little drawback from having uh, Aaron Rodgers. Now you're going to see in Philadelphia, if, is that guy ready? These are the things you got to prepare for. you got to give your, your backups enough time to be able to be in a situation where they can improve daily and be able to be an asset for the team. You're gonna guys that are gonna go down in a game. Don't let your whole season be resting on one person's shoulders. That's yeah. stu- that's stupid. I know with Marty Schottenheimer, we didn't have that problem. Everybody was ready to go all the time. You had to stay after practice to get your reps in. Stay after practice to get your reps in. But that's huge to have your backups just as ready as the starters and just as prepared physically to go in there and make it happen. You gotta have no seams between players. It's gotta be seamless. You gotta go in there and if one guy goes in, it's like a plug and play, kind of like uh, New England. But even with New England, their problem is with, uh, with Tom Brady. Their whole career is based off Tom Brady. Everybody's whole career is based off Tom Brady. If he's in there, then they're good. If he's not in there, then they, they're terrible. Well, you know what? I, I'm just going to jump in and disagree on that point because Tom Brady got hurt in the first game of the season one year, and Matt Castle, who sucks ass, went in the Belichick system, and he they still won the division, made the playoffs, and, and Matt Castle made the Pro Bowl. And got a huge-ass contract extension just off of that. Um, I believe Tom Brady makes that machine go, but I think it's Belichick more than anything. Because, And this is the question I was going to get to with you when you said when you you were with Marty, you guys didn't have that problem. Was it the coaching? He had you guys mentally prepared like, hey, somebody could get hurt next man up to where some of these other coaches may not have the skill set like they rely on. In Detroit, they like they rely on Megatron to be there, and if Megatron's hurt, they don't know how to come up with a game plan to still keep it pushing. Are you following what I'm getting at yeah. like right now? Yeah, the, the coaching aspect is is huge. 
And that's what I'm saying. The whole thing is based on coaching. Yeah. And uh, Bill Check's a good coach, but I still feel that their production levels. Matt Castle was a good a good quarterback, and he was it was good coming in. Some guys are good coming in, but they're not good enough to make it happen. So, uh, in Indy, when uh, Peyton Manning goes down, see what happens. Yeah, they 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 don't they barely win a game and they get yeah. the number one seed. It's crazy because guys get injured and then the, their backups are not ready, and then you the, the team feels it. You see it time and time again. Backup goes down. Who steps in? There's nothing going on. It's terrible. All season's a wash. It's rebuilding year. But that happens time and time again because people don't attribute enough time to their backups to get them ready. The injuries are always the reason why you get exposed. Like your team's not, you don't have depth. Your team has no depth. Mm. Might have a lot of talent, but you don't have no depth because they, they can't go in there and play. There's no cohesion. Um, you've been in a lot of locker rooms, um, and you brought up Marty and the Chargers, and I, I, I felt that when you guys were all together. Are there other locker rooms that are different from that that you've been in? If someone got hurt for the Chargers, you guys, like let's say if LT gets hurt, you know you got Burner Turner and he can go in there and do his damn thing. And if Burner Turner gets hurt, you guys had Sprolzy as the third option, which is very rare. You know, most teams don't have that. Um, so you guys had the luxury of going, it's okay, somebody's down, that sucks, we got next man up. Were you in other situations where somebody got hurt? And the culture wasn't the same in that locker room or with the coaching. And you guys are like, oh, we're fucked. Because you didn't believe that your coaches or and the players would be able to rally. Like, have you been in? Yeah, literally, I've, I've been in there where it's, it's not been that way. Um, I was in uh, Detroit. And um, there was just a lot of injuries and we just weren't doing well. A lot of guys on defense were getting injured and defense just fell apart. Uh, Jacksonville. Um, Oh, we just sucked. <laughs> we just sucked. There's no way around it. I don't know how I get the game-winning touchdown. Uh, the first game I was there and then never went back in as a receiver until later in the year when there was injuries. And the quarterback's already injured. So now we got the backup quarterback in there struggling to figure out what he's got going on in rhythm. So now there's no point in even trying to work hard because the quarterback's not even going to be in rhythm. It's scrub the ball time. when you're open. There's basically yeah. like scrub time. Yes. That, that, that sucks. That sucks. That sucks. Yeah. Oh, man. Um... You know what? You're our pro bowler right here on Anchor, buddy. Just so you, hey, you know, know that. Thank you. I don't think we get any extra bonus money for that, but just knowing that the t- title's there makes me uh, excited. Okay. Appreciate you, it. You do it for the respect, man, not the check. I do it for the ink. <laughs> but the check would be appreciated. Holla. One more thing. Since we were talking brain treatments earlier, they just showed... The 49ers-Texans game again And the highlight from that And the quarterback from the Texans Savage Getting laid out in the end zone And then rolling Blum. over with, like, You know what I mean And his hands were twitching They take him out of the game And then he goes to the sideline For what they call their concussion protocol They say he's all good And they let him come back in the game He comes in the game Throws two incompletions They realize this dude may not really be right and then they take him out and they don't let him come back in. So for you, 12 years in, going through brain treatments right now, dealing with all of the stuff as a as a veteran, and then you see some shit like that, um, what do you think as a retired player? What, um, and what do you think about the player? Because I want to know, like, if something like that happens, do you try to get back in the game? Do you sit back and go, yo, something's not right? Like, what is that whole 
What's that whole situation like on the sidelines when somebody might be concussed and the and they're deciding whether he is or is not suitable to go back in the game? When you're a fighter, you, you have muscle memory to get you get knocked out, you get back up, you want to get to your feet. It's just what you train to do. So in football, you train to play, you train to keep going, you train to fight off, uh, you train to fight off the uh, the effects of being hit, dazed, confused like that. You shake it off and you go back in. They'll say, hey, shake it off and get back in there. That's what you've been trained to do since day one. So. When you're over there and you got your bell rung, you're on the sideline trying to shake off the cobwebs, and then you want to get back in the game. That's all you think about is getting back in the game. Now, you're not assessing whether or not you have full capacity of your brain usage. You just want to get back in the game. So you go in, and it, at first it doesn't really uh, – you don't assume that, oh, something's going to be off in my game because I just got my bell rung. You're just out there trying to get it done. And for us as players, you want to do everything you can to get back in there because there's only 16 games in a season, and I don't want to miss out on any, any plays. And you want to help your team, so you're thinking about the team as well. But, um, you know, the odds are if you get knocked out completely, you shouldn't go back in the game. But there's no protocol to keep you from doing that unless they physically grab you and remove you from the field. You can grab somebody's helmet and go back in there. So and they can't do anything about it? No. What are you going to do? You can't stop the game. Leave. You have to make a call a timeout and then tell the guy, come on, for me, please get off the field. If you don't want to go to the field, you don't get off the field. You know what I mean? So think about it. Come on, bro, please, for us. And that's all you can do, really. <laughs> Now, if a guy's completely dis disabled, you can cart him off the field and force him to go to the locker room. But even then, it's like, if you can weasel your way out of the locker room, you can get back on the field. Then you don't get fined. The referee's not going to stop the game. No, stop. Come on, you got to get out. You're hurt. No, that's not their job. That's not their, their, their protocol, and they don't do that. It's just up to you, the player, to realize, hey, man, I'm a detriment to my team. I just got knocked out. I'm throwing the ball the wrong way. I need to come off this field. Got knocked the fuck out. Yeah, handshake and everything. You twit, man. Yeah. That's that's scary. Um, but ho hopefully, hopefully the league. It, it's it's going to be hard for the league to make any type of rules that um to really make the game as safe as it they as people feel like it needs to be. Like I don't think that that's going to happen. So the safety in the league is going to come from the brain treatment that you are getting. And hopefully other people's get people get that as well because yeah. you can't make bigger, stronger, faster forces of object not be aggressive and be violent and and have the impact and the damage from the impact that they're having now. The, you know, you guys are like Ko. You probably would have played like D line back in the days because they just weren't as big like back then. Even here in the states, like. <laughs> Even here in the states, <laughs> where we have big people, uh, right? We had big the people then, but they're bigger yeah. now, and they're faster now, and they're getting all of that uh, extra training and shit that you were talking about earlier. So it's going to be hard for the league to make any type of rule that can actually make the game safer. Hopefully, they can expand on the brain treatment that you're getting. And I don't know, man. Like maybe the teammates like form a wall. At that white line, like the sideline, like when when the guy's like, I'm jacking somebody else's helmet, I'm getting in, like, nah, brother, man, can't let you do that. You gotta be a team player. Realize you're, you're a detriment to the team. You're injured, going in there, sacrifice. But you're you're a detriment to yourself. When are you went like at some point? When I'm looking at it like from the outside, like they don't, these owners don't care about you. So then at some point you got to care about yourself more. That's a like, slippery slope, because right? You know what I mean. When you like, sign the contract to play football, you you stop caring about yourself. <laughs> so, 
You know what I mean? I'm going to run down and cover this kick. I'm going to run full speed into three guys that are 345 pounds each with just my helmet to protect my head. And hopefully I get through those guys to tackle another guy that's 220 pounds running full speed back at me. Eh, don't worry about the body. I'll figure out that later. Right now, let's just make a play. <laughs> it's football. <laughs> that's football, America. That's football. <laughs>